day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today as it gripped firmly to the unshakable rock of Holy Scripture? Welcome to Wednesday of the Passion Week. We have been working our way through Palm Sunday, through Monday and Tuesday, and today's podcast is going to be preoccupied with, of course, the account of things that are going on to what most scholars say would have happened on Monday. But I want to add to this that nowhere is that an exact science. Um, Let me comment on that just for a moment. Today is... um, often celebrated as Spy Wednesday. Have you ever heard of that? Not many people have, at least not in a uh, Bible-believing Christian tradition. There are some movements within Christianity that celebrate Spy Wednesday, such as the Eastern Orthodox Church, and they mark it with readings of Scripture, singing of hymns about Spy Wednesday, uh, a diminishing amount of lit candles that signify the light going out and things of that nature. So depending on your denomination, uh, it may or may not be celebrated at all. Most Bible-believing Christians that I'm familiar with are actually, most of them have never heard of Spy Wednesday. But just so that you know that that is something that's going on in some movements, uh, this is Spy Wednesday as it's traditionally known. Now, there are some Bible scholars Uh, that say that this was a day of quiet or a day of rest, Uh, that there isn't a whole lot specified uh, precision about what exactly was done on Wednesday. In fact, when I was preparing this, I was looking at all of those events that are listed uh, in uh, uh, that happened on Tuesday, a number of debates that went on between Jesus and the religious leaders. There were a number of parables that he taught. In fact, the list of things goes on and on and is almost overwhelming. Uh, the uh, What I didn't mention on Tuesday was how the Lord denounced the scribes and Pharisees about how he came over the crest of the hill of of the Mount of Olives and overlooked Jerusalem and began to weep uh, at their condition. Uh, There was the poor widow's gift that was given when he was in the temple and observing people as they gave their offerings. There was the group of Greek people that came to and they desired to see Jesus and to talk to him. And then, of course, the most significant passage that some men put on Tuesdays, some people put on Wednesdays. I I think we have to be careful not to be too dogmatic because the Bible doesn't specify. But the Olivet Discourse is an extended passage of Scripture that is most full in the Gospel of Matthew. I'll look at that for just a few moments in in a little bit. But uh, the Olivet Discourse, which was a a foreseeing of the events that's going to happen in Jerusalem, the terrible tribulation that's going to unfold, and uh, the uh, the, the uh, 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 end time events that are going to be to be very real. Uh, then also there's the parables. He tells a fair parables, of course, of the fig tree and the porter and the master of the house and the faithful and evil servants and the ten virgins and the talents, the sheep and the goats. All of these were must have uh, absorbed an enormous amount of the Lord's time as the disciples and people that were willing to hear would would linger around in his presence. And then, of course, I think 
the most important thing that happened on Wednesday was really Judas and his bargain to betray Jesus to the religious leaders. These things happened probably on Wednesday. Now, according to traditional understanding of the Bible, Wednesday is the day that he was anointed, Jesus was anointed with Spikner during a meal. And it's called Spy Wednesday to come full circle because it's traditionally thought uh, and understood as to be the day that Judas conspired with the local authorities there to betray Jesus. So, um, Spy Wednesday, so be it then. Uh, It does remind us of the nefarious work that Judas was engaged in in betraying the Lord. Now, I just want you to note that events that uh, occur in the Gospels were not necessarily arranged chronologically uh, during the Passion Week. Um, And you'd have the additional complication that the chronology in each Gospel was affected by the different cultures that are represented there. I mean, you had Roman and Jewish days that started and ended at different times. And so uh, it's a little more difficult to discern exactly with precision Uh, the timing of things. And so for those reasons, I don't want to be dogmatic about precisely which events occurred unless it's specified in Scripture on the days leading to Christ's arrest and crucifixion. Today we are talking about Spy Wednesday. We're talking about uh, Holy Wednesday, as, as it has been called. And my purpose in this podcast is to draw your attention to a particularly poignant uh, event that happened on this special day in the Passion Week. In order to do this, I'm going to just refer you to the fact that what is called the Olivet Discourse in your Bible is a name that's given to a passage that contains extensive teaching by Jesus on the Mount of Olives when he was there. And his, his subject, of course, is the end times and how things are going to unfold. And Jesus' teaching is literally in reference to Israel and not the church. And that's important for us to understand. The church does not replace national Israel. Uh, Israel as a people will always be God's chosen people. And I think that that's significantly noted in the fact that Jesus takes this this uh, extended passage of Scripture. Actually, it runs from Matthew chapter 24 all the way to the end of chapter 25, nearly to the end of chapter 25, two full chapters in which uh, Christ was speaking of God's future program for Israel. Now, I want to pause right here and just highlight the fact that God's purpose is that he would be faithful to Israel, even though they were unfaithful to him. Uh, and it's, in, it's good for us to know that because when we look at our unfolding world events right now, sometimes it can generate fear in God, God-fearing people. Uh, sometimes it can generate uncertainty, uh, and and this simply should not be the case, because the fact is that the more and more we see world events uh, centering on, focusing on the Middle East and Israel in particular, uh, we ought to understand that we ought to keep our eyes on the eastern skies for our redemption draweth nigh. Uh, the fact is that 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 very movement of world eyeballs to look over towards Israel and see the movement of the states in the Middle East, uh, both to, uh, for and against Israel, is significant because now the world's attention 
is going to shift away from superpowers and it's going to be lasered in on this small little nation. And so Jesus uh, is stressing the importance of this when he's talking about his plan for Israel. Now, in Matthew 23, Jesus spoke to the Pharisees concerning judgment, uh, and that can be seen in a lot of woes that you read there and so on. Uh, He's prophesying that there would be a literal fulfillment when the Romans would destroy Jerusalem, the temple would be burned, the gold in the temple would be melted in fire and run down in the cracks between the stones, and so the people would topple every stone from where it was. That destruction of Jerusalem was just a foreshadowing of what was going to come in the Lord's prophecy. And so Jesus gives this teaching to his curious disciples. They were probably just a little more more uh, concerned than you might think. When they were alone with Jesus on the Mount of Olives, they said, literally, tell us when these things will be. What will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? And so here is Jesus, knowing it's at the end of his earthly ministry, is taking the time to answer that in Matthew 24 and 25, that time when God's chastisement will be poured out, when Israel will be purified and he will and Christ will judge the entire world. Daniel chapter 9 talks about that and discusses this tribulation period these that's going to be poured out on the earth. Revelation chapter 6 discusses that in a parallel passage. And so there are a number of things there in that discourse that Jesus gives in warning about the great tribulation and that it'll be the worst time ever on the face of the earth. And so Jesus then gives a warning in relation to that in chapter 24, and he says, he warns about the explosion, uh, the proliferation of false prophets in these last days. Now, can I pause here, listener, and point out to you that that is absolutely the case right now. Not only is there a, a lot of people who who call themselves Christ or they teach false things about the Lord, but they have an unprecedented platform in the internet to be able to proclaim their twisted and warped understanding of prophecy and of truth. We have that today. Anybody with a microphone and a computer can do what I'm doing here in podcast and be teaching false doctrine the entire time. And here is a warning from a shepherd's heart, dear friends. You need to be very careful about who you tune into and listen to. I'm astounded by the number of people that violate the teaching of the scripture in order to build a following after themselves. You have a lot of Jezebel women teachers out there that are distorting the text and preaching their visions instead of instead of being uh, uh, um, sticking to the word of God itself. You have men that are preaching faith and pro, uh, uh, health, wealth, and prosperity gospels instead of uh, the true gospel of Jesus Christ. This this emphasis by Jesus is significant warning for us today because the scene is being set as we speak. Jesus could look down uh, the, the, the corridor of time and he sees what's going to unfold and he's already predicted the future. He's already done it to his disciples and they've experienced his insight and wisdom and knowledge of of the things of God. And I'm warning us today that we need to more than ever emphasize and be 
be committed to and stuck on the Word of God alone and only follow those shepherds that are going to preach, thus saith the Lord. Jesus ended that Olivet Discourse with four parables. He tells one about a wicked servant whose master punishes him when he returns home. He tells the parable of the ten virgins where there were five wise ones and five unwise ones. And he's encouraging readiness and watchfulness to make sure you have the essential element of the oil of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Because there's a lot of people waiting for the Lord right now that aren't ready. Yes, you heard me correctly on that. There's a lot of people that will sit in a pew and yet they do not have that essential element of a relationship with God and the indwelling work of the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus encourages us to readiness and watchfulness. There's a third parable about the story of three servants and their misuse of finances. And Jesus is teaching faithfulness in view of the fact that we got to give an account one day. And then Jesus ends that Olivet Discourse by telling the parable of the sheep and the goats, where one day uh, the dividing of the saved from the unsaved at the end of the tribulation will take place. All of this is exciting for those of us that know our Bible. I remember a man named Adrian Rogers one time made the statement on his own ministry uh, broadcast. He said, uh, there's only three kinds of people in this world, those who are afraid, those who don't know enough to be afraid, and those who know their Bibles. And I think that's still true today. I encourage you, don't forsake God's given you an amazing access to His Word. Study it, love it, learn it, read through it, hide it in your heart, memorize it, and then live it out for His honor and glory. God bless you. 